Goodbye 2021. This is the last Doula Diaries of 2021. I'm so excited for the lineup for 2022. And today I thought I would end the year on what to pack in your hospital bag for your hospital birth. And then what is in my doula bag? And the reason I wanted to do this is because I just had surgery. Those of you that follow me know I had a mommy makeover with a breast reduction. And I literally used this guide to help me pack for the hospital because it's just good for all the things. But I'm going to break down for you, for your partner, for your baby, and then If you have a doula, the things you could probably leave behind. And if you don't have a doula and you're going it alone, not recommended. But if you are, then here are some things that I stick in my doula bag that could help you. Now, I have created free guides for you on what to pack in your hospital bag and what a doula puts in their hospital bag or in their doula bag. And that is all ready for you at birthstory.com click on the workbook, type in your email address, and it will unlock my whole secret sauces library. Like think of it as like every time someone writes a blog or you have a question or there is a free downloadable PDF guide of so many things. Like every single thing that my doula clients ask me over the years to help them with. I just decided to start writing guides. So here they are. Hey guys, just here to talk to you about Birth Story Academy. Are you one of the 98% of birthing people planning to birth in a hospital and you have no idea what you want and what the hospital's protocols and procedures are, how to navigate them and how to advocate for yourself? We often think about, do we want an unmedicated birth or a medicated birth? But there's so much more to it. What about a cesarean section? What about a wait and see attitude? So if you are one of the 80% of people hoping to birth without an epidural, but know that 60 to 90% of the United States population actually births with an epidural, and in that statistic, and 35% of all birthing persons have a cesarean section, whether it's planned or unplanned, that is why I built Birth Story Academy. Birth Story Academy is premier childbirth education for getting you prepped to birth in a hospital. You have over 50 decisions to make when you are in prodromal labor, early first stage, late first stage, hard labor, transition, pushing the third stage of labor. As a doula for over 17 years, I have witnessed every minute of labor from the earliest twinges and feelings through every single stage of labor, through transition, through delivery, and into the postpartum period with my clients. In Birth Story Academy, we break down every stage of labor. If you join Birth Story Academy and come on a journey with me, I become your virtual doula, and I help you plan and prepare for the birth that you want, no matter what that looks like. So if you're hoping for that unmedicated birth, I'm going to help you with those plans. If your journey takes a different path, we have plans for that too. You will feel educated and empowered whether you have spontaneous labor or an induction or a planned or unplanned cesarean, regardless of what you are desiring, 
for medicated or unmedicated or a wait and see attitude. This course walks you through everything you need to know to prepare and to navigate hospital policies and procedures and to create birth plans that advocate for you. So let's do this. Year after year, 71% of my clients go unmedicated, 25% are induced, and a small 7% or less have a planned or unplanned cesarean section. That's the experience that built Birth Story Academy that's going to help you too. So let's do this. Head over to birthstory.com and enroll in Birth Story Academy today. Three months after my son Jagger was diagnosed with cerebral palsy from a brain injury at his birth, I remember sitting in the neurologist's office and thinking, what are our choices? Where do we go here? And all I was left with was early intervention therapy. Now, early intervention therapy works. We aggressively did physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy to help my child's right arm and right leg move as close to the left leg and the left arm as possible for someone with a brain injury. We also had to work really hard to get Jagger talking and fighting the sensory processing disorder and the dysregulation of his body from having a brain injury. And that's all that I was left with early intervention therapy, quitting my job, taking my child to doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. But there was another route that I had eliminated myself from, and that was a stem cell transplant from cord blood and tissue banking. Unfortunately, when I was pregnant, I declined. I remember the OB handing me the brochure, and I remember thinking, this is expensive, and I don't know anything about it, and I threw it in the trash can. Fast forward years later, sitting in that neurology office, I wished that I could go back in time, grab that cord blood banking brochure out of the trash can and pay the $35 a month to bank my child's cord blood and tissue because you don't know how their birth is going to go. We don't know if our kids are going to end up with childhood leukemia or one of the other 85 FDA approved indications for cord blood and tissue banking for stem cell transplants. So I really wish someone had mentored me, like I'm trying to mentor each of you right now about cord blood and tissue banking. Please visit anjahealth.com, A-N-J-A health.com and learn about cord blood and tissue banking. Anja offers $100 off for Birth Story podcast listeners using code BIRTHSTORY. There's also a unique link in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Thank you for letting me educate you when no one was there to educate me. And I hope you enjoy Doula Diaries this week. Okay, let's talk about hospital bag packing. Again, this is the end of 2021. We're still in the middle of COVID. So there's a couple of things I'm going to add that I think to help keep you safe. So to bring it or not to bring it. <laughs> Hopefully everybody has your doula. You've written your birth plan. You've taken a childbirth class. If you have not, Birth Story Academy is launching on February 1st. Pre-sales are going on now for 50% off. If you use code Birth Story Podcast, let me be your virtual doula. So if you haven't already taken your childbirth class, I would love for you to jump in class with me and my private Facebook community. And you can do that at birthstory.com. 
And again, it's 50% off right now, but not forever, just 50% off right now. And sale is ending soon. And it launches on February 1st, 2022. Okay. What else have you done? Have you read all the books? Did you read the birth story book? I know you're listening to this podcast, so that's step one in the right direction. Maybe you've decorated your nursery. So we think of those things and we're like, check, 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 check. Okay, we're ready to have a baby. And then your guest date starts approaching. So now you're like, ooh, I'm 33 weeks, 34, 36, 37. And you start thinking, oh my gosh, what are the essentials that I need to take with me on this big trip? So can't be that much, right? After all, you're only going to stay like one day if you have a vaginal birth and like maybe two if you have a C-section. And uh, aren't the nurses going to be just taking care of most of your needs? (laughs) So anyway, that's how naively I went into that thinking I didn't need much. But here are some good tips. So you can pack the perfect hospital bags without overthinking it. And again, birthstory.com under the workbook, these guides to help you just check it off the list. Just think of the necessities for three people, you, your partner, if applicable, and your baby. So maybe even just two. Okay, you. You need to pack comfortable clothes to wear in labor and bring a couple of options because guess what? Your water can break and you're going to get hot and then you're going to get cold So I recommend number one, Depends, some kind of, well, that's a brand name, but like Depends underwear, like some kind of like diaper, adult diaper thing or period underwear or something. So if your water breaks, it absorbs all of that and you're not soaking wet and then freezing cold. Let's start with something really comfortable. I love the labor gowns, but here is your doula where I get super annoyed. So many of them don't snap. Well, okay, so we've got this on and let's say you have an IV port or an IV going into that IV port with an epidural or anything and then your baby's born and then I'm trying to wiggle some sports bra off of you and some beautiful robe that doesn't have snaps. (laughs) So look at the shoulders and the armpit and make sure if you're buying a robe that it completely unsnaps so that you don't have to call your nurse and have them unplug your IV or unattach it, you know, to get your robe off after your baby's born. So you also want to have a comfy outfit to wear home. So I know some of those pictures are important to you guys, but really think about like your vagina is going to hurt. And if you're If you have a C-section, like your belly may hurt. So like I'm talking really loose, comfortable clothing. I mean, I think they nailed it back in the early 2000s with those velour jumpsuits that zipped up, but I don't think they sell those anymore. But if you can find that anywhere, big soft pajamas or something, then that's what I would wear home. You um, will still look very pregnant when you go home, by the way. So like when I say big, I mean like almost maternity. And if your milk comes in quickly, you may have some leaky breasts from the hospital. They have pads, so you can just stick those in your nursing bra. But you may want to bring some pads to help with like that leakage. Think something very soft, very forgiving, very easy to clean. Or if it gets blood on it, you don't care very much. So if you buy one of those robes, buy two of them, 
those labor gowns or whatever, buy two of them. And then same thing, just I would kind of have several outfits going for you. The next thing on my list is like the comfort measures, the labor supplies, but I'll, we'll get into that a little bit more detailed when I talk to you about my doula bag. But if you have a doula, I would suggest talking to her about what she's bringing versus what you're bringing. So whether it's essential oils, diffuser, a rebozo, a Bluetooth speaker, whatever, ask your doula what she's bringing so you guys are not double packing. And then at the end of this podcast, I'm going to get into my pro tips for what goes into my doula bag. I also want you to have three copies of your birth plan. Now, if you go through Birth Story Academy, you will have a plan for your cesarean section and a plan for your induction and a plan for your spontaneous labor and a plan for shit, my water breaks, and that's the first sign of labor called prom and I'm not in labor. You're going to have all of those birth plans if you do Birth Story Academy. If you don't do Birth Story Academy, there are free templates at birthstory.com on these birth plans. So you can just download those birth plan templates for free if you aren't doing Birth Story Academy. I'm just saying bad move if you don't do Birth Story Academy. But uh, if you don't, all of those um, templates are online, okay? So have three copies because people change shifts, all right? Any medications that you are on. It is such a pain in the rear end when my client takes let's say Zoloft, and they're like, oh, well, we have to order it from the pharmacy, and then it has to come up here. And I mean, it's like 12 hours later. If you're on a medicine, just bring them and take them yourself, and then just let your nurse know what you've swallowed. You want your ID card and your insurance information. You want a phone and a phone charger. I highly recommend the Anchor Portable Chargers. They'll last you your whole stay. So if it's pre-charged, you'll never even have to plug into a wall. Really important on that note, a phone and iPhone. Please don't forget to free up space for pictures and videos. I cannot tell you how many labor rooms I've been in where the baby is coming out and I'm videoing on their phone and it's like storage full. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That happens, you guys. So buy $2.99 cloud storage and get your phone cleared up, okay? All right, let's talk about some other good things. Chapstick, yes. You are going to be breathing in a way in which you've probably never breathed before and your lips get very dry, so chapstick. Hair ties. Even if you are somebody who wears your hair down 24-7, you're going to get so hot and sweaty, you're going to be like, get my hair off of my neck, okay? So we want hair ties. Socks, please, that have grippies on them. I can't have you slipping at the hospital on the waxy hospital floor. Any other small items that you are thinking of right now that make you feel comfortable? I recommend your own pillow and blanket. Oh, man. I mean, do you know how many nights I sleep at the hospital and I have over my career? Those pillows are like plastic and they're so small. And then the blankets are like cardboard. I rolled up seven years ago for my first birth and I had this giant velour blanket and this like pregnancy throne pillow and all the things. And I was like, yeah, I am going to turn my hospital birthing suite into the Ritz Carlton, into luxury. And so I could be comfortable. I recommend you do that too. So bring your own pillow and blanket. And this is also for your partner too. So personal toiletries deodorant, your toothbrush, you're probably going to want to brush your teeth, give it a little rinse. 
I do recommend like a little um, portable bottle of mouthwash because if you um, throw up, which is really normal, you may want to rinse your mouth or some mints or something, whatever makes you feel better after you throw up. Some people bring makeup. That's not my thing. But if you wear makeup, bring it. Nursing bra and breast pads. Please only buy one. You guys, one little nursing bra. Your size is going to change so dramatically over the next couple of weeks and month after you give birth. Like, don't waste your money. Just buy one nursing bra and a couple breast pads. I was not a leaker. I never leaked one drop of milk out of my nipple, ever. So you may need breast pads, you may not, but I think you should have them on hand. Like I said, if you don't have breast pads and you are leaking, the hospital does have like panty liner pads and you can just throw those in your nursing bra that you've brought. Hands-free pumping bra. This one's really important because we don't know if your baby's going to be in the NICU or you're going to have a C-section or you're going to be separated from your baby. And because we don't know And if we find ourselves in a situation where they are rolling in that hospital grade pump because you are not putting your baby to your breast right away, then I want you to be able to have your hands free. And if we don't have a hands free pumping bra, we can't do that. Again, as a doula, I cannot tell you how many times I have done target runs after a birth because baby's in the NICU, mom's got a pump and nobody's got a hands free pumping bra. So make sure that that's in your bag, please. All the food and drinks that you want. I recommend a big thermos. I do the 32-ounce Yeti, and I have the sleeve that goes over it so my hand just like fits in under the handle of this Yeti so I can carry around 32 ounces. Um, And then I, I love the cap that has the straw, so like the mouthpiece straw, because it just makes it easier to sip. So whatever it is, just make sure you have a big water container and um, you can put electrolytes in there too. Several large trash bags. Okay, this is where COVID comes in, right? I want you to put every single thing that you have used at the hospital into one of those trash bags so you can take it straight to your laundry room. Well, not you. Someone that loves you can take it straight to your laundry room and do your laundry. All those pillows, all those blankets, all those gowns, everything that touched a hospital during disgusting, gross COVID, please put in a plastic bag and don't put it back in your suitcase. I recommend that you do not bring a breast pump, but maybe if you'd want to bring it, just keep it in the car. The hospital grade pumps are really like the best. I love the Medela Symphony. It's amazing. And you can just ask your lactation consultant for it when you're in the hospital. So the breast pump to have in your car, again, is more of like the emergency. Like there's a NICU stay, you're going back and forth, and you may want to pump on the way home from the hospital if you're going home without your baby. So I don't think bringing a breast pump is a necessity, but you can think about it. And then we talked about Depends earlier, some kind of like adult diaper, but also like whatever maxi pads are the most comfortable for you. See, I like these are just brand names that are just ingrained in my head from marketing, but whatever pads. I use like an organic scent-free dye-free pad. That's not what the hospital carries. So if you are like me and you're a little bit crunchier, I would maybe put your own pads in. 
I also love the She Thinks period underwear. I think they're great to bleed into after birth. No matter what birth you have, vaginal or belly, you are going to bleed out your vagina. That sometimes throws people off. Like I have dual clients that I I guess maybe every now and then I forget to mention it, but I'm like, yeah, you're definitely still bleeding out of your vagina because the placenta is going to peel away from your uterus and that blood's going to come out through your cervix, through your vagina into maybe she thinks underwear. Okay. Don't pack pumping supplies, nipple shields, anything like that. Like your hospital lactation team should have all of that. Ready to move on to your partner? An extra outfit or two in case the stay gets longer. Or maybe you get a little amniotic fluid on you, little or a blood splatter. Who knows? But a couple extra outfits. A button-down shirt. It is so important that your partner has a button-down shirt just in case there's a cesarean section so that we can do skin-to-skin without getting naked in the OR. Now, have I put plenty of my doula partners in those little white bunny sterile suits with no shirt on? Yeah, I have all the time. But, you know, sometimes they're not that comfortable being half naked in an OR. So if you're one of those people or your partner is one of those people, make sure you do a some kind of button up or a deep V-neck, something like that. Snacks, water, electrolyte drinks for your partner also. And there's going to be some downtime, okay? So, you know, maybe a book, those AirPods, are amazing, an iPad. If you are sleeping and the baby is sleeping and your partner is like wide awake, like they're going to need something to do. You know, this is also where the iPhone slash Android, if you happen to be one of those weird people who has an Android, (laughs) but like those phones and chargers, like it's really important to have that portable charger. So again, wallet, ID, cash for vending machines, um, camera, camera charger, So some of my clients do do those outside fancy cameras instead of using their phone cameras. And if you do, just make sure you pack it and that you have the charger. Okay, for your baby, I want you to pack your sweet little going home outfit, okay? But other than that, you don't really need much because the hospital is going to provide a lot of things for you. But it is amazing how long their fingernails can be. So baby nail clippers and nail file those those little suckers can be really sharp. Now, I, like I said, sometimes I'm on the crunchier side. I bit off my children's fingernails for a lot of years. I don't still do that, but I did it for a long time when they were soft. So you can just bite them off or bring a file or nail clippers. They have plenty of onesies and plenty of socks, but if you want to bring a couple of those, you can. But again, Likely 24 hours, 48 hours, and hopefully your baby is just naked on you doing skin to skin, okay? So not a lot. The number one thing I don't want you to forget, though, is the car seat. Don't pack pacifiers, diapers, bottles. Like, those are all things the hospital is going to give you. Now I want to talk about the bonus tip of when you're in labor and you're going to the hospital, what you're going to pack in the car, okay? This is preparing your vehicle, for that sudden trip (laughs) to your birthing location. Lay a piece of plastic down on the car seat. I usually just say like cut or spread open a large trash bag and then put a towel on top of it. So this is going to protect your car from a big mess if your water breaks while you're driving to the hospital. I also want you to put a bucket 
because labor has a tendency to make you a bit nauseous, definitely transition and car rides make it worse. So a bucket in case you vomit or something to vomit into. I have all of my dual clients wear earbuds and eye coverings like eye masks for the car ride. I want them to stay in labor land. The only way we can stay in labor land is if your eyes are closed and your ears are occupied with your birth affirmations, your meditations, your guided meditations, your yoga music, your spa music, whatever it is, but not fluorescent lights and loud hospital beeping. Okay, so I do recommend that you do that in the car also. Now, when do you need to get all this done, you guys? Don't stress. (laughs) You probably have plenty of time, but I recommend that you gather your items in a sturdy, easy to clean bag with extra trash bags in there around by week 36. Okay, so that's the safe bet, 36. I think that if you get to 38 and a half weeks, you would make me nervous as your doula. Okay, so probably by 36 weeks. But if you're a procrastinator, oh my gosh, please by like 38, 39. So did any of the things that I just said, like trigger you for your to do list? Write it down, get it out of your brain. Like right now in your pregnancy, I don't want you stressing about this hospital bag. This is just to help guide you. And remember, this is all written down for you at birthstory.com under the workbook. So you can just download it, hit print, and then you can check things off as you pack. So pro tips from a doula for packing a labor support bag. So Talk to your doula about what they're bringing. And if you don't have a doula, then here are some of the things I bring. My work partner, Colin, makes fun of me for a few of these, but I think they're amazing. Everyone gets a Himalayan salt lamp, an essential oil diffuser, and I bring lavender, peppermint, some blends like Serenity and De-Stress. Happy is one of my favorite ones from doTERRA. I equally go back between doTERRA and Young Living, but those are the two brands that I love and recommend, and I love diffusing them. If the hospital doesn't allow you to diffuse the oils, then I recommend that you just put it on a cotton ball and put the cotton ball in a Ziploc bag, and then that way it doesn't like diffuse up the whole room, but when you need it, you can just open that Ziploc bag and take a whiff. At the hospital, they're going to give you a peanut ball and a birthing ball. Those things need covers, okay? So I do recommend purchasing a washable cover for your peanut ball or your birthing ball. The hospital will wrap it in like a towel. I don't know. I just don't think it's that comfortable. So I carry covers for those. I carry a squatty potty. It's fantastic. I also carry a portable stool. So that that way, if you need to just be on the toilet and have one leg up, we can do that too. My clients are spoiled with an electric massager because sometimes as the birth partner on hour 23, like your arms are tired and it's nice to just have that little electric massager (laughs) massage the birthing person. Okay, so um, an electric massager and a hand, a little hand massager that doesn't have to get plugged in in case your birth partner's hands get tired. I pack herbs, black and blue cohosh, red raspberry leaf tea. I like everyone to sip on their red raspberry leaf tea. You can talk to your healthcare provider about when and where to use black and blue cohosh, but those are in my bag. A heating pad, that is key 
I can't tell you. I probably use my heating pad on every single birth. I have a birthing playlist made. So I have one with Christian music. I have one that's more spa and one that's hypnobirthing. So depending on what my dual client prefers is the type of music that I play. So a bunch of different birth playlists. If you are doing hypnobabies, I'm a, hip, a certified hypnobabies doula. And so I always have my scripts with me. So if you are doing hypnobabies, make sure your partner, you packs your hypnobaby scripts and has your hypnobabies music downloaded to your phone. And again, your AirPods or your headphones charged. I use a bunch of different things for acupressure points. And there is a whole guide on acupressure on birthstory.com under the workbook too, but mostly combs. And then one of my work partners, Sabrina, she just gave me these really cool acupressure balls that she got on Amazon that were really neat. But I usually use combs. I am personally trained on the rebozo. And so I do bring and use a rebozo with all of my clients. You don't have to be trained to use a rebozo. You can order one from the internet. Please choose someone that makes them directly from Mexico where their origin is. And you can do some tutorials online on how to use your rebozo. I also bring birth affirmations and I string them up and I tape them around the room. So to have some kind of tape or adhesive to put up or a string to um, hang them from with little clothesline clips. Then comes the mood. So the lighting. So I have twinkly lights. I love to put the twinkly lights in little plastic jars and set them around the room. Um, Some places call them fairy lights. I also do LED candles. Just make sure you bring extra batteries, little tea lights. I'm all about the crystals. So I have different crystals and different gems that I bring and I use. I also have a lavender neck pillow. So that good, beautiful smelling, I mean, it could be so comforting to use the lavender neck pillow and then a heating pad. Oh, I mean, it can just put you right to sleep. We talked about an eye mask, but I bring it for my clients also. And the eye masks that I bring are warming. So they're instant warming eye masks. So you just kind of break them and move them up and rub them together. And, um, and then you put them on the eye and they're, oh my gosh, they're amazing. They're warming. So my sister-in-law, Katie got them for me. And now I'm obsessed and every one of my dual clients gets them. Um, I also bring honey sticks. So that's really good for sugar. I bring a cooler to make ice lavender cloths. So a really small cooler, fill it up with ice And then I take the bath cloths at the hospital. I soak them wet, put a couple drops of lavender, and then put them in the cooler. Those are really good for pushing. Or if you're in the bathtub and you just get hot or you have a hot flash, oh, those lavender cloths are amazing. If you don't like lavender, just ask your birth partner to put a different scent on there. We talked about packing chapstick, but in my doula bag, I pack coconut oil and almond oil for dry skin and lips. I also bring a mineral oil if the client is interested in having their perineum stretched by their provider. Some sort of massage oil. So I like massage oils and massage lotions to massage my client's backs and their feet. I will bring scripture cards. So if your religion is something that's important to you, I personally have um, scripture cards from a woman at Etsy that has really good verses of scripture that are specific to labor and I feel like really help, uh, especially when my clients are in transition to read them. 
birth affirmations. I have made plenty of them for you, and they are available for download at birthstory.com for $4. So just general, beautiful doula support that is not affiliated with a religion, um, those affirmations are available at birthstory.com. I also recommend that you bring a notebook and a pen. So I always have my notebook and a pen to take notes. Time goes by, 24 hours evaporates. So I like to remember what we were doing, where we are at. I also do kind of like photo journalism. So I try to take pictures every 20 or 30 minutes. And then I can go back and look at the pictures and I have a timeline. And I match those with my notes. I bring a portable speaker, Bluetooth operated, so that we can play music around the whole room. I bring hand sanitizer because it's COVID. I have a roller stick. I don't know if any, that's the proper name. I think mine's called the stick, but it's for like runners or athletes and it helps you roll out your muscles. My clients love it when I put it on their back. It's like amazing. And then speaking of the back, I carry a TENS unit. So if you are not familiar with a TENS unit, Google it now. Buy one, make sure your doula has one and is trained on one. It's really, really helpful for any kind of back discomfort, but also just to make your brain think about something else other than the rolling surges, the rolling contraction. So a TENS unit is super helpful. And then I also bring a charging station with lots of USB outlets and every kind of cord. So whether you have an iPhone or an Android or you need to do your gaming console, I have a charging station for you. And then for myself as the birth partner, so this could be for your birth partner, but for me, I always have a sweatshirt because if the mom is so hot and we have the temperature down to 60, I'm freezing. So I always have a sweatshirt mouthwash, a water bottle, electrolyte tabs, snacks, socks to keep my feet warm because I'm typically end up barefoot. I mean, I don't really end up barefoot on a hospital floor. Shout out to Jason Bateman from Smartless who was disgusted by that, but like I don't do that. But anyway, I do wear socks though with the grippies sometimes. I always have my phone charger, my contacts, and my glasses because if it's a really long labor and I'm tired, my contacts just stop working. So I need glasses. I get re-wetting drops for my contacts also, and I bring my medications. I also bring my AirPods and a book. So if somebody has an epidural and wants to take a nap as a birth partner, Sometimes I take a little rest too. And while you're sleeping, I might, you know, read a book or listen to something on my AirPods while I'm waiting 20 minutes to change your position. So hopefully that helps. That is everything that I would recommend that you pack in your hospital bag and that you get ready. And then everything that I put in my bag. The very last tip that I think I forgot to say is that I want all of those things in separate bags. So in most hospitals, you may have a triage room, then you have a labor room, then you have a separate recovery room. So make sure to ask that question in advance. Am I going to one room? Am I going to three rooms? If you're going to three rooms, like in most of the hospitals where I work, I don't like you to bring anything upstairs to triage except for your wallet and your water bottle. Hopefully we get out of there real quick. Your partner can always go back to the car if you need something else from your car. Then you get into your labor room and hopefully you've only packed your labor bag, right? All the things that we talked about for your labor that we bring up, that's your pillow and your blanket and all that, your robe, all that kind of stuff. 
then you have a separate bag for your baby and you have a separate bag for postpartum. And I don't want to see those bags until you're in your postpartum room after your baby has come. So that way we're not cluttering up the room, but also if we have to change rooms, we don't have to ask for like four wheelchairs to go from one room to the other room with all of your bags and blankets and pillows and all the things that Heidi from the Birth Story podcast told you to pack. So... Thanks, you guys, for hanging in to the very last episode of Doula Diaries for 2021. Just a reminder, these guides are all for free at birthstory.com under the workbook. And so if you weren't here to take notes, you can just print off, download and print off those lists um, right on the website. And then shout out again to Birth Story Academy. I'm just so excited. It's launching. We have sold so many pre-sales and courses. We've got a really good first fun group to start class on February 1st. And the Facebook community is already growing. I think there's just under 100 of you that are in that Facebook community. And we don't even launch for another month. So if you haven't already, go to birthstory.com, click on Birth Story Academy, sign up, and use Birth Story Podcast as the code for 50% off from now until whenever I decide that sale ends. So that makes it $98. It is going to go back to $199 by February 1st. I guarantee you that. So I hope that you will jump in Birth Story Academy while it's 50% off. And I will see you in 2022. Big hugs, everyone. Just a reminder, you can go to Anja Health at AnjaHealth.com, A-N-J-A Health.com. And there you will find a beautiful experience for parents. It's modern. It's warm. The CEO has a personal story with a child with cerebral palsy also. So the community at Anja Health is very family-like. It's all about honoring Catherine's brother. And the science is there. The science is the future. Consider using Anja Health for your cord blood banking by using code BIRTHSTORY when you check out. And I've also left a unique link for you in the show notes. Until next week.